Oh, okay. So I do like every Monday on Bookstore Gal. Mm-hmm. I do called like Books and Cooks. Um, and <laughs> I, for two weeks, have been trying to make this Irish soda bread that has chives and grated cheese in it. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to pull out the cheese that I have purchased from the fridge to make this bread, I discover that my husband has eaten half of it. So I've bought like multiple um, blocks of cheese for this recipe. And I finally just like messaged him the other day and I was like, stop eating my cheese. <laughs> this I was is like, for Instagram. You can I was like, after it's in bread. I was like, you don't get this bread anymore. I'm making a different recipe that doesn't involve cheese because you have a dairy addiction. (laughs) Man, I have no one to eat my cheese. She cries into her cheese as she eats it alone. I'm kidding. I love my <laughs> um, Welcome, everyone, to Historical Shade. Um, this is a podcast about shady moments in history, either us talking about shade towards um, within the story or maybe stuff that we give uh, shade to in history. Um, I always say that I have a few coming up, and I do, but it's just going to be like a downer of an episode, so we're going to wait. Uh, so Joe, uh, we're not historians. Uh, I almost forgot to say that. So if we're wrong, let us know, but be nice about it, please. Um, I say that like anyone's been mean. No one's been mean. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just always like terrified of someone being like, rah, 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 rah. it's like, I really just have the best of intentions. I got one hand in my pocket. Uh, I don't know why, but Alanis made me think of that. Anyway, uh, so Julie, are you ready to hear my shade? I am. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. So, um, my dog just made the cutest like. Um, that's not my shade. He just wants attention. Um, so my shade. We usually do like really far away in history or et cetera and so forth. And I decided to get a little closer to us um, and do the shade of. Fleetwood Mac, the rumors album. Yes. So um I so here's my personal history with Fleetwood Mac. Um I may have to get my dog because he's being a little crazy. Uh everyone, Dapper and Penny are both of our dogs that are uh, also members of the podcast. And by that I mean they love to interrupt us by making noises in the background. Um so my personal history with Fleetwood Mac was when I was in 10th grade. Uh, I was obsessed with Victorian style clothing. So I wouldn't say I was a goth. I just would say that I like liked Victorian clothing. And so I would, I had this like bustle skirt, but it was like a modern bustle skirt that I would wear all the time. And I would wear like ruffled button up shirts. And then I would wear um, shawls with fringe all the time, everywhere I'd go, shawls with fringe. Um, Why didn't I have a boyfriend? I don't know. And so we were um, doing a choir trip in New York and I, we went and saw a murder mystery in New Jersey. Uh, and one of the people was like, oh my gosh, you're Stevie Nicks. Ha ha ha. And I didn't know who that was. So then I looked her up and I was like, oh my gosh, I am Stevie Nicks. Even though I'm not. <laughs> but that was what I was dressing like. And I didn't know it. I just loved Phantom of the Opera. So I was like, I'm going to wear Victorian clothes. So then I started listening to Fleetwood Mac. And then when my divorce happened, the Rumors album became my heart song. 
because it's all about love and loss and blah, blah, blah. And then people are like, oh my gosh, there's so much shade behind the Rumors album. So decided to do that. Um, yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, which I just want to say, like, I'm really, I, I used to be so like, yeah, American history, duh, you know, everybody knows. But we actually have a lot of listeners from other countries. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so if you're listening from Syria right now, yay, or Turkey, we have that, we have United Kingdom. Um, so United Kingdom though fits. So Fleetwood Mac um, is a British American rock band and it was formed in London in 1967. Uh, they have sold more than 120 million records worldwide, um, making them one of the world's uh, best-selling bands. And in 1998, select members, putting that in quotes, of Fleetwood Mac were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and received the Brit Award for Outstanding Contribution to Music. So select members. Select members because they have had multiple, multiple members throughout the ages. So uh, the original Fleetwood Mac um, was led by guitarist Peter Green, uh, who is widely considered to be one of the best English blues guitarists of all times. Um, so the original, the original Fleetwood Mac was Peter Green, drummer Mick Fleetwood, and guitarist Jeremy Spencer, and then bassist John McVeigh, McVeigh, yell at me internet, it's fine. Um, so that was the debut album, were those gentlemen. So Peter Green, the original guitarist, who was one of the best blues guitarists of all time, uh, left the band in 1970 after developing an LSD habit. Um, that took kind of compromised his physical and mental health. Um, so, and then around the, so he took, he had, so he had an LSD habit and then he got into a really bad trip in like during 1970. And then around the same time, he felt very conflicted about the money that the, they were making. And then especially he was making as a rock star and he, especially while children in the world went hungry. So he gave away most of his money and his possessions, and he tried to convince the band to only work for charity uh, and keeping only money to cover their basic expenses and their basic needs. Well, the other members of the band did not like this. <laughs> and they're like, uh, no, we don't agree. We're gonna keep keeping the money. It's our money, we made it. So Green left the band because of this LSD habit and the fact that he wanted to give all of his money to charity. Um, which I thought was very, I don't, I don't know why I thought my Fleetwood Mac after Spencer left, but then that made matters even worse. So Peter Green then left again. So Peter Green was there. He left. Jeremy Spencer left. Peter Green came back and Peter Green left again. And then guitarist Danny Kerwin left the band after a bizarre episode in which he flipped out while the band was tuning up, ran into the bathroom and smashed his head against a wall before destroying his guitar. So <laughs> that's the beginning of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> so the classic lineup of Fleetwood Mac that we know today is Fleetwood, Stevie Nicks, Buckingham, Christine, and John McVeigh. But they were actually the 10th lineup of the band. So the classic Fleetwood Mac that we know is actually the 10th version. Jeez. Of the so there's also like a lot of shade happening within the band itself. 
but we all know your commute is not 170 minutes. So, um, so the band itself had a lot of issues uh, because of life, but also because a lot of the time um, they were together, they were on a lot of cocaine. And they all say that. Like, they're all like, we were on tons and tons of cocaine. So they began creating this album called The Rumors Album, which is like, I'll talk more about the actual data later. Um, so the band members, this Rumors Album uh, ha- came at their peak and they spent 11 months recording the 1977 album. Uh, it's still one of the most successful albums ever recorded today. But Mick Fleetwood um, admitted to um, journalists while recording rumors that it almost killed us, in quotes. So let's go to the first um, explosive details of Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. So Stevie Nicks joined the band in 1975. So she brings her beauty and her distinct vocals and also her beautiful collection of shawls with her. And it's so so funny because I like, I immediately think of Stevie Nicks when I think of Fleetwood Mac, like for me, like that they're so connected. Yeah. And she was like years later. Um, So she was brought into the band by her then boyfriend, um, Lindsay Buckingham and who said that they came as a package deal. So she actually wasn't an original like offer. They offered it to Lindsay Buckingham, her boyfriend, who was uh, equally talented vocalist, guitarist, and songwriter. And he's like, hey, I'll come with you if you sign my girlfriend. So that's how she, yeah. So that's how she got um, entered in. Um, By the time that they had started recording rumors, that relationship had broken down, uh, but they still had to live together to record this album. So many of the lyrics from the hit songs um, are that we know and love are Nick's and Buckingham actually putting digs at each other. And while they were recording rumors, they were writing these songs about like, you asshole, that's not the lyrics, but like you asshole. And then the other person would have to sing it, even oh, though it was up. about them. So Nick said, um, so Buckingham wrote secondhand news and never going back again and go your own way about Nick's. Nick said she was uh, particularly insulted by a lyric and go your own way, which she continually had to perform during her career. So imagine like the one thing you don't want an ex to say about you or like that you're like, ah. And then they write it in a song and then the rest of your career, that's what you're known for and you have to sing it. Um, She told Rolling Stone, I very much resented him telling the world that packing up, shacking up with different men was all I wanted to do. He knew it wasn't true. It was just an angry thing he said. Every time those words would come out on stage, I wanted to go over and kill him. He knew it. So he really pushed my buttons through that. Wow. Yeah, so that's Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. Now, Stevie Nicks and Mick Fleetwood. That's another combination. 
So Stevie Nicks, after um, Lindsay Buckingham and her dissolve, she falls madly in love with founding band member Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac. Mick Fleetwood. Uh, two years after she joined the band, falls madly in love with him. Um, she was actually dating at the time Eagles, the Eagles man, Don Henley in 1977. And Fleetwood was still married to a model, Jenny Boyd at the time. So she's dating, Stevie Nicks is dating a member of the Eagles, and he's, hap- he's married. I wouldn't say happily married. He's married. <laughs> so uh, Nick, Nicks to this day still calls Fleetwood one of her great, great loves, but has also said that their relationship was a doomed thing and caused a lot of pain to everyone. Um, when Fleetwood, so, so she falls madly in love, so Stevie Nicks falls madly in love with uh, Mick Fleetwood, and they have an affair. She breaks up with Don Henley. And then Mick Fleetwood then has to tell Lindsay Buckingham, his other band member and ex, like her ex-boyfriend, hey, I'm dating your ex-girlfriend that you brought onto this band. And Lindsay Buckingham responds and goes, nice of you to tell me, I appreciate it. And that's it. Um, so obviously Fleetwood's marriage breaks down with Jenny Boyd in 1978, but, um, to really confuse things, Jenny, uh, uh, Jenny Boyd, Mick Fleetwood's ex-wife had an affair during their marriage with a Fleetwood Mac member, Bob Weston. So a few Fleetwood members ago. So the marriage doesn't actually, they don't think it breaks down because of the Stevie Nicks affair, but because of Mick Fleetwood finding out that Jenny Boyd slept with an older Fleetwood Mac member. So after this marriage breaks down, Mick Fleetwood doesn't want to date Stevie Nicks. They're no, still recording the album. They're still recording the album. So he doesn't want to date Stevie Nicks. It, is this all still recording the Rumors album? Still recording the Rumors album. Oh my God. Okay. So doesn't want to date Stevie Nicks. So instead gets into a relationship with one of Stevie Nicks's best friends, Sarah. So... Um, this is what Nix says, uh, whenever she was talking about the whole affair, Stevie Nicks. Uh, also I love Stevie Nicks, so I'm using a lot of her quotes. She goes, well, here's a big one for you. I had started with Mick Fleetwood romantically. I had a very dear friend whose name was Sarah, who just went after Mick and they fell in love and the next thing sarah's husband is calling me to say sarah moved in with mick this morning and i just thought you might want to know that was three months into a 13 month album so i lost mick which honestly wasn't that big of a deal because that was a rocky relationship but losing my friend sarah that was a huge blow sarah was banished from the studio by the rest of the band no one was speaking and I wouldn't even look directly at Mick. That went on for months. And it was a great fodder for writing. The songs poured out of us. This um, all happened so quick, too. Three yes. months in. Yeah. 
And so Fleetwood and Sarah, uh, her best friend, eventually wed, and the marriage lasted for seven years. So they divorce eventually. So let's move on to Christine and John McVeigh. Um, so they say, uh, so John McVeigh or Vey, I'm so sorry, I keep messing it up. I don't know which one it is. Uh, John McVeigh wants joked, he goes, uh, Christine and I, about the only people in the band who haven't had an affair are me and Lindsay, which is Christine. Uh, so <laughs> Christine McVeigh uh, began an affair with Martin Birch. <laughs> Fleetwood Max married sound engineer in 1973. Um, the band then got rid of Birch. Uh, so he went away and she, by the time the band went into the studio to record the Rumors album, the McVeighs, though still legally married, weren't even speaking to each other. And Christine writes, we literally didn't talk other than to say, what key is this song in? It's the only thing they would say to each other. Uh, she writes, we were as cold as ice to each other because John found it easier that way. The oh pair God. eventually split after seven years of marriage. Um, Christine started a relationship with the band's lighting director after that, Curry Grant, which they all admitted caused mega attention for the whole group. Um, so now John McVeigh, after his marriage uh, to Christine, um, talks candidly about his struggles with alcohol at the time and how he actually doesn't blame Christine for leaving him. So, yeah, so Christine and John, they do split up after all of that, but he does say, like, part of it was my fault. So that is during, that is all the shade during the Rumors album. This, like, I immediately want to go listen to the Rumors album. It's so, oh, it's so good. Um, I would sing it, but you don't want me to. You want to hear Stevie Nicks sing it. It so, just makes me, like, at, at what point were they like, guys, we're so deep into this. Let's just, like, lean in as much as possible. Like, this is your chance, everyone, to just really just be a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah, like, how many... It... And just, I don't understand why you would... I mean, I could go on for days about this, but, like, why... There are so many people out there. Why do you have to sleep with, like, your ex-girlfriend's best friend? Like, why is that the person you are picking? Like, you are knowingly going into this going like, oh, I, I love her, so, like, I don't care about your feelings. It's like, you could be like, you know what? I care about you as a human too much to put you through that. Like, you can stop it before it even begins, is my Right. Point. Like, I get this, like, the heart wants what the heart wants thing. But yeah. unless you're looking at that person thinking, like, this this could be my, my greatest love. Mm -hmm. Like, just find something new. Yeah. If you're like, man, I gotta get a piece of that. Well, it's my, my, it's my ex's best friend. But I gotta get a, like, no. I really want to sleep with the lighting designer. It's like, could you sleep with the lighting designer of any other band? You live in LA. Like, <laughs> there are other lighting designers out there. I promise. Um. So yeah. Um. 
that's the so the rumors album has sold over 40 million copies worldwide making it the eighth highest selling album in history um and a 1993 one-off performance for this is the most 90s thing you will ever hear in your life <laughs> for the first inauguration of bill clinton featured lineup of fleetwood um of the original john mcveigh Christian, Christine McVeigh, Nix, and Buckingham back together for the first time in six years. So who brought them together? Bill Clinton, bringing cheaters together since 1993. <laughs> I wonder if there's going to be like a two download spike of the Rumors album after we release this podcast. Probably. <laughs> Um, that or whenever, what was it? Um, American Horror Story Coven came out. I think it, they're like Stevie Nicks, like tweens and like figured out who Stevie Nicks was. Oh yeah. Cause she was actually in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like she's one of the like original witches or something like that. I gotta, this is very much a tangent that you've started <laughs> us on, but I have to like rewatch that. Yeah. I, Coven? Well, I don't, I can't remember if I watched Coven to be honest. I guess we'll find out. I watched um, Murder House. I've watched all of them, but I paid attention to, which are very different things, because I've watched a lot of things that I've let, like, fly, and then other things that I'm, like, staring at the screen. Um, the first three seasons. So, Murder House, I knew, like, I know everything that happened. Asylum and Coven. And then after that, I was like, eh. I want to see the Roanoke one. I, I do like... fun. I like that he uses like it's almost like the equivalent of like a repertory like company. Yeah. Where he's just like, these are the actors I like to work with and I'm gonna put you in different roles. Mm -hmm. And I also I do like that he like it's very fantasized, but also at the same point, he has a lot of fun historical like Easter eggs that if you really <laughs> wanted to Google and go down a rabbit hole of like let's talk about the asylums in the 1960s or let's talk about the murder houses in LA. Let's talk, like, there, yeah. are, there are some really cool, um, yeah, like little, like you could really start to, there, uh, oh, there's, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like film versus history. There's a website that if, if something's like based on true events and then they'll go through what it actually was like in the true event and what it was like, which is really cool for, for example, Annabelle, the horror film, where it's like based on true events. And you're like, what? And then it'll go through what actually happened. And oh, I have got to visit this website. I have yeah. so many things to do after we finish. Yeah, I have so many homework assignments for you. Um, all right, Julie, so what's your future like? Uh, my future light is today is the last performance of a show that I've been doing at Improv Boston called Golden Age Radio. Mm -hmm. And it's like an improvised 1940s radio show. We have three sort of like serial stories. You got to see it. when. You oh my gosh. It visit. was, I have told like 70 people about it. It was <laughs> so cute and so wonderful and just such a well- organized improv show like it knew where it was going and knew where it ended and as an audience member I was like in it it was so great and it was oh cute. thank you that's yeah. so wonderful to hear yeah. well I I have recently found out that we've gotten another showcase run so <gasps> uh yeah I get to I get to go back to it in um February March so I'm I'm excited so I'll do my um hibernation in January February and then I, I get to pop into that cool 
Very, very cool. Yeah. What's your future light? Um, my future light is that I am working on a film that I've been, I've actually been working on for about a year now and we postponed filming it for a while. Uh, we were supposed to film it in November, but our lead actor, if you're listening, you know who you are. He's a good <laughs> um, was in Europe and could extend his stay by a few days. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you to like not go to Paris for my film. Um, and so he, but it actually is working out for the better because we're doing rewrites that we really like. But I think we're going to actually crowdfund it. And I'm not a big fan of crowd crowdfunding if there are people that crowdfund for every single thing they're doing. That's like, because there are people that are like, oh, fund by this, fund by, and you're like, okay. But I think we just, it's something that we're passionate about and it could be better if we have more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if we don't, we're still going to make it. But it's just one of those things that we're really going to actually try that. Because there are things, I, um, and in this, I'm trying to, this is going to be a long tangent, but um, there's a book by Amanda Palmer called The Art of Asking. And I'm really bad about asking for help when I need it because it's like, I'm supposed to work hard and do it. But there are artists that I support on like Patreon, a podcast I support or, you know, that I just like the work that they create and I don't have to see the money return. I don't have, like, it doesn't have to be a one for one investment. And um, in her book, she talks about that and how people like to help and people, and if it's something they're passionate about and they can see your passion. So I'm really trying to, it's also an experiment for me to really go like, to lower my ego about like, oh no, I should be able to do it myself and be like, no, we're going to ask. And yeah. if people want to, they can. And if they don't, they don't have to. And it's, and yeah, so it's, it's not only a future light in a, like, I'm excited about this film, but it's also a future light. Of, I'm excited to kind of work through this emotional attachment I have to asking for help for my artistic projects. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see it. I saw your last film, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be, I mean, we learned a lot in the last one and we're just going to keep growing and yeah. And this one's spooky. Uh, It's about a serial killer. I'm just saying. So. Oh my God. Can I have a role in it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Fly into Pittsburgh when we figure out the schedule. Yeah. (laughs) I'll do, I, I'll do like a two day role. Yeah. Perfect. Day player, good to go. Um, Anyway, so if you do want to support us, uh, don't have to, but if you want to, uh, if you like the content that we're bringing, um, anchor.fm slash historical shade, you can support us there. You can also leave us a voice message, which is really cool. So if you leave us a voice message about something you want to say, then we can play it back on the on the podcast and kind of talk about it in real time which would be fun i didn't even know that that's awesome yeah yeah so if people want to leave voice messages they can do that there um yeah i think that's it everyone uh so have a great day and thank you for listening bye bye underscore shade or Facebook at historical shade. We don't have a Twitter.
Thanks, Julie. <laughs>